up, everybody? It's a durfless night here with on and off the field. This is a very weird feeling. I feel like I haven't I haven't been without Durf in months. Oh my god. It's very disheartening, but we're gonna push forward uh without him somehow, subway. I did this show by myself for like a year before Durf came on, like year plus. So I think I can get through this. Joey. What's up, brother? How you doing? Thanks for tuning in. It's always great having some people that jump in and just say, hi, I'm going to need all the hellos and comments and shares and all of that as I can possibly get because without Durf, this could get this could get, you know, tough. So I I need some interaction, but we also have football on. That'll help, too, because right now, as this podcast is happening, brah, we got football. Bills, Titans, Tuesday night, first time since 2010. If you're listening to this later down the road, you're probably like, why did you talk about the Bills and Titans? The game's already over. It's because I'm watching it right now. Right now. Doing great, bro. And you think I can jump on here and have a chat? Jump on and have a chat. Oh, well, hey, uh, let me see if I can do that. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Let's, you know what? Let's throw it. Uh, let me, I got you, Joey. I got you. Uh, my internet sucks. So hold on a minute. We're going to get you in here. Uh, I just got to like wait for things to happen. But while we're waiting for anyone else that might be watching, make sure you floss. If you don't know what flossing is, that means to follow, like, observe, subscribe, and share the show. You can follow, like, observe. Normally, Durf does this part, but since he's not here, I got to, you know. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can subscribe to us on YouTube. Pretty much all those are at OOTF Podcast. Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram. Uh, you can make sure to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. We always appreciate that, which we actually do have a new review uh, while I while I wait for my internet to do things that it's supposed to do. We have a new review for the show. This one comes from Terry Bulls fan. It says, these dudes are awesome. Man, y'all dope. If you're reading this and you aren't following them, you don't know what you're doing with your life. Hashtag get to it. Bang. Five stars. That's what we do here at On and Off the Field. So make sure you do that. Let us know how we're doing. Then you can go to onandoffthefield.com. You can find all of our fundraising efforts, all of our merchandise, learn more about the show, myself, Durf. A lot of great stuff on the website. It's your hub for everything. So make sure you do that. Make sure you floss all of that. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm getting there. I'll get you. God, my, this is terrible. Man. I got you, though. Here we go. Coming. You got the link. You have it. You have it now. All right. So we're going to be apparently Joey's going to join us for a little while. Joe, we'll see how that goes. I don't know. Sure. Why not? Durf's not here. Let's see what happens because the Bills are playing the Titans on a Tuesday night. So apparently anything is possible for this show. Anything's anything can happen right now. Man, it still hasn't started yet. It's 7.05. What are we doing? Ugh. What are we doing? All right. Um, well, we wait for I I, I want to wait for Joey to see what to say. But normally we start the other sports at this point. I don't even know what Joey wants to talk about. He just wants to he just wants to jump in here and have a chat. I don't know what a but sure. See what happens. Oh, there he is. This is this is gonna get weird. <laughs> How you what's doing? Going what's going on? What's going on, Dylan? <laughs> Nothing much. How you doing? Well, good, good. To the show. Good, good. How was your weekend, buddy? My weekend? I almost died Sunday night of a heart attack. But um, you know, it's it's Seahawks give me cardiac arrest every single time they play. But other than that, you know, it was it was pretty much relaxing. How about yours? Uh, it was pretty good. Pretty good. I mean, I'm still I'm still trying to recover from this uh flu that's going around. Yeah. yeah, I just got over mine. So, yeah. 
everyone's I mean, working through. It's just that time of year. I mean, supposedly you you never know if it's uh, if it's actually the flu or or the virus. You never know, especially yeah. with the season changing. Yeah, I didn't even go get tested or nothing. I just stayed home and fought through it. Yeah, I'm planning on getting tested. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, what do you want to talk about, man? Well, buddy, uh, I'll tell you what. I just went to, to the mall today and I got my Lakers jersey today. Oh, oh. Well, not Which my Lakers jersey? jersey. Not Lakers jersey. Actually, the Lakers championship locker room. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, nice. so, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's that number seventeen for the Lakers? Can you can you believe it? I mean, uh, buddy, I'm I'm gonna tell you this, and I'm gonna tell all the sports viewers out there. I I am not a Lakers fan, but I I, I grew up as a Kobe Bryant fan. I mean, uh, and uh, a LeBron James fan. You know, to be honest, um, you know, Kobe Bryant, man, when he hit the NBA back in 1996, I was eight years old, and he was wearing the number eight jersey, and. It's it's such a, an inspiration, a memorable story that, through that Lakers organization. It's it, it's crazy, it's crazy. Yeah, and for this year of all years for the Lakers to win the championship, then yeah, yeah. I mean, it kind of feels like a almost a forgotten storyline a little bit. It's yeah, just like you know, because it happened so long ago with Kobe dying. I mean, people kind of forgot about, it, but man. Just, just when you really let it sink in and sit with you that this is the year that the Lakers win the chip, yeah, man, that really, that really tugs at you. Yeah, yeah, it really does. And um, I mean, I'm, I'm happy for them, man. I'm happy for LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Congratulations, hats off to them. I mean, what a game it was. And I'll, I'll tell you what, uh, Dylan, between me and you, LeBron James attacking inside the paint that was like his best friend, bro. Yeah. On, on on that night, yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. We we were going to get to it here at at some point. Well, it was be the it was going to be the first topic of the other sports segment. Might as well just throw it up. Why not? Um, yeah, he got LeBron James Finals MVP. I know there's some discussion about what Anthony Davis was probably in this, but to, to wrap it up with a triple double like he had, I yeah. think in the moment he probably deserved Finals MVP fourth championship, and then you know. The Heat just outplayed, were outplayed and outmatched. Yeah. And it was like that going in. And it's what we said on this show right at the beginning of the finals. Like The only way the Lakers lose games or even lose the finals is if they decide not to play. Because on, like, on the court, on paper, whatever you want to say, it's the Lakers are a better team. It's just a matter if they want to play or not. And Dylan, not to mention, I want to add uh, some more stuff that you said. Uh, they were also outcoached, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah Frank yeah. Vogel. Well, between yeah. the, the mind of Frank Vogel and the mind of LeBron James, between the two of them, yeah, they can pretty much work their way around any situation. Definitely, definitely. All right. Um, so pretty much let me tell you about myself real quick here. I mean, yeah. I don't know if I, I mean uh I mean I got I'm right now a, a college student at Pulsar University, uh finishing up my uh, bachelor's degree in sports casting. And right. um, you know, I, I don't know what the future holds after graduation, but Again, the sky's the limit there. You know, there's a lot of potential in this career. Um, so, I mean, the, the first thing is all of, always about marketing yourself and getting yourself out there. Um, and to, to all the sports viewers that are tuning in and listening in, uh, I mean, I, I'm starting off uh, as my own podcast on Anchor. Um, you know, I'm starting off this slow there and see how it works. I mean, if anybody tunes in and listens to my podcast, um, it, it's pretty good. Uh, I mean, I'm seeing how it goes right now. But uh, I got a lot more into the future as it comes. So, but um, you know, you got to start somewhere. Um, and I also got three active sports pages um, for anybody that you know loves to, to know uh, to stay up to date on their sports, to know exactly what's going on with the sports industry. Uh, you know, tune into my sports pages always, always. You know, like, subscribe, yeah. and share is what they say. <laughs> Yeah, and, and if you want to send me those links, send them in the messenger. I'll I'll post them too. Send me you know send me your podcast link. You know whatever you want to send me, I'll I'll spread the word for you then too. Appreciate you, bro. Appreciate you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, I appreciate you coming on here. No, no, definitely. I mean, you have to start somewhere, buddy. And um, absolutely. Yeah. When know, I start, I started this crap two years ago. 
I, I had no plan. I had no dreams. I just did it for fun. Here we are two years later, still just jamming along. It, it's just a good, it's a journey, you know? Yeah. And like you said, you know, just chug along, see what happens. Sky's the limit. Definitely. Definitely. You know, you never know. You never know. I mean, you always have to have a plan B in life, buddy. You always do. Yeah. I mean, the way, the way, the way this economy is, you can never predict it. Yeah. Always got to have a fallback. Right. I have exactly. a full-time job. Thank God, because this, I make about $9 a year doing podcasting. So that's not going to cut it, but you know, it's a, like, you, it can't, you can't say it enough. You just keep chugging along. It's a journey. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. It, and, and you know, one day, one day someone important watches you, you have that one interview and anything can happen when you, uh, when you're in this industry right now. Yeah, most definitely, bro. Most definitely. All right. Well, yeah, yeah send so, me those links and I'll let everybody know. Definitely. Definitely. Um, so let me ask you this. Um, let's talk, uh, what transpired in the NFL in week five. Uh, how about those games? How about those, especially those Seahawks? I see in your in your background. Boy, oh boy, um, the Seahawks. I don't know, man. It, I, mean, I love my love them to death, but they're gonna kill me one day. They're legitimately I mean, going to kill me. Bro, is it is it Russell Wilson playing Houdini for the uh, quarterback for the football man? Yeah, it it's cra- it's crazy because at, you look at the stat line at the end of the day. He goes on a 94-yard touchdown drive. Everything's great. Yeah. He's still in the MVP race, three touchdowns, only one interception. He played very poorly for most of, the, most of that game. He was confused by the Vikings cover, too. And uh, and, and uh, Dylan, to be honest with you, they were down in that game, buddy. They were really yeah. down. Yeah. Um, I think, what, what was the score? Like, it was 20 to the, the seven something? Boy, oh boy, gonna rack my brain here. Yeah, it was at least they were down at least 13 nothing at one point. I know that, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they rattled off 21 straight in under two minutes, which was great, yeah, that's awesome. It was really cool, but that was all off of you know turnovers that the defense created. It was, it was a rough night for that offense, with the exception of the last drive, definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah. It's always about that offensive line. I mean, you, you got to protect your quarterback. You know, you got to protect your investment, especially. Yeah, I think the offensive line did pretty good. Russell Wilson had uncharacteristic night of holding on to the ball too long, and they, I think, they had about forty-one pass plays and only seventeen rushes, bro. Which is just not, not good. And bro, not to mention Russell Wilson's stats is just phenomenal. I mean, if you talk about the guy. Going for the MVP race uh, last week in week four, they said they mentioned that he had what 14 touchdowns. So, um, talk about week five, he had what total of three. So, you add that to his resume now, what he has 17 total touchdowns going into week six. I think he's up to not, he had 16 through oh, the first week. Yeah, so it's now it's 19. Yeah, 19 now. Yeah, that's that's remarkable. Yeah, the dude is, he's on pace to break all kinds of single season records for passing if he stays on pace. Yeah. Um, Let's talk about more games, buddy. How about Monday Night Football yesterday? Justin Herbert, man. What a a performance. Four touchdowns, zero interceptions. Insane. I can't believe Anthony Lynn didn't want to put this guy out there immediately. I don't know why he was trying to hide him. Yeah. It, obviously, he knew he's Anthony Lynn's come out and said, I know what I have in Justin Herbert. I know he's a great guy. This is why I was in the process of picking him in the draft. And then he's like, I don't want to start him. But here he is. He's doing amazing. Why not just put him out there for the world to see right away? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, uh, it's something, man. It's something with Justin Herbert. I mean, but the Chargers, might, uh, something just just was way off in that game, though. I mean, Drew Brees was having an off night, and that de- and, 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 and the defense had to carry him. I mean, and Alvin Kamara, not to say, buddy. Um, I mean, he, he was okay, but again, Drew Brees, man, he, 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 I think he's just being off his game, though. Don't you agree? I I don't know how much of it is is missing Michael Thomas. Um. It's hard to tell right now because even with Michael Thomas in the early in the season, he was still struggling a little bit. Yeah, I don't know if it's age 
I don't know if he's really missing Michael Thomas. I haven't figured it out yet. But yes, that offense is definitely on the struggle train right now. They can they can't have a deep ball. Everything is ten yards or less for that offense. At least, unless you know Alvin Kamara creates some magic or something. But Drew Brees can't push the ball down the field. He doesn't have the ability to. Yeah, I know, especially without weapons too. Yep. And the Titans just went up seven nothing on the Bills. 16-yard touchdown pass by Ryan Tannehill to A.J. Brown. Bro, bro, I feel I feel bad for the Buffalo Bills schedule going into tonight. And they have one-day rest, and then they have to play Thursday night against the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, you're talking about a Buffalo's team on a 4-0 start, and all of a sudden, you know, going after tonight and going into Thursday, they, they might be looking at a 4-2 record. Which, which is really crazy. But again, you know, with all this COVID thing, you know, you you, you really can't blame COVID. You really can't. Yeah, it's they got a tough yeah, schedule. Tough. Take a look here. They got the Titans tonight, and they got the Chiefs that got moved to Monday night, and then the Bills finally have to play the Patriots, and then they have the Seahawks, Cardinals, Chargers. It's a tough goal. It's tough. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Most definitely, most definitely. It is de- definitely tough for the for the Buffalo Bills in this stretch. Yeah, they, uh, if they can manage this game, the Chiefs did look not great against the Raiders. Uh, the Bills have some tape on the Raiders. The Chiefs taking an L now, so that might help. Um, I'm not going to chalk it up as an automatic loss right now after seeing. Raiders did too. So I think it'll be a great Monday night game. Top notch primetime football. Oh, so wait, Dylan, are you confirming that the Chiefs and the Bills game is moved to Monday night instead of Thursday night? Oh, yeah, that's Monday. It's Monday now. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it would be illegal for the Bills to play tonight and then play on Thursday. Well, I mean, the, the Bills need that rest. I mean, you're talking about a one-day rest, and they, they, you have to go back again and play on Thursday. It, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, that, that yeah. would not been okay with the Bills. No. It would not have, no, it would not have not looked really good. But, uh, Dylan, let me ask you this, buddy. I'm, uh, I'm going to look into it as well. But have you found out from the NFL if they um, switched for, for, uh, um, to make a different game for Thursday night? Or is, or is no Thursday night going to be played? I'm about 99% sure there's no Thursday night game. There's no Thursday night game. Yeah. yeah. They just nixed it Tuesday night or Thursday night. Now. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking. I'm, I'm doing some research myself right now. So it looks like, yeah, week six doesn't look like it's there's going to be a Thursday night football. Yeah. Well, apparently Josh Allen was intercepted on their first drive. Ooh. Oof. That's not good. Which led to a tight touchdown. Yeah, that's not good. That's not good. They're off to a bad start right now. Yeah, they're driving right now. But we'll see. It's, it's going to be a good game. I mean, this is this is a great game. All right. Um... What else could we break down, buddy? Uh, how about um, how about the loss of Dak uh, Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys? I mean, against the New York Giants, and uh, not to mention Dylan, uh, the New York Giants, they they were coming into that game determined and ready to come up with a victory. But I mean, you, you had the worst defense versus the worst offense in that game. Uh, I mean, I mean, I, I think uh, what the the Giants were ranked. No, Dallas was the defense was ranked thirty, right? And the Giants' offense was ranked somewhere in the twenties or tens, I believe. Yeah, not. It was basically a battle of the words, and it showed. Giants, all teams, scored thirty-four points. <laughs> That's not good. That's a concerning defensive effort. You might have gotten the win. But the fact that you had to score 37 against the win against the Giants is embarrassing. And no answers, no questions have been answered for that Cowboys defense in that game. Definitely, definitely. 
Yeah. Yeah, it was a 37-34 to 34 matchup. And, uh, again, the loss of Dick Prescott kind of raises eyebrows in that Dallas uh, Cowboys organization now moving forward. Um, and the sources are coming out too, Dylan. I did some – I mean, according to sources, they came out today. Um, Jerry Jones is not going to do a quarterback switch. So it looks like uh, they're going to stick with Andy Dalton for the rest of the season. So – they are going to stick with their leader going into next season. So I think that's a good, smart move. And I believe that Prescott should get paid, if you if you agree with that statement. Yeah. All, all Everett now is on the Cowboys. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the Cowboys come back in the offseason and they go to Dak Prescott and they say, hey, look, now you're injury prone. Not only are you not 40 to 45 like that, you know, your injury So here's that 30-35 contract season that we offered before. Now Dak almost had a percent, yes. I mean, coming back from an injury like that, now you're starting to get a little bit. He, he has no leverage. He has to take what he can get, I would imagine. Let's go to a team that would offer him 45. I don't know who's going to do that. Yeah. yeah. It might be dirty, but that's what it is right now. Well, it is all about politics and sports, man. It, it, it's 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 crazy. It's crazy. Our sports industry is dealing with politics, and not to mention, uh, I mean, they, they everybody out there thinks sports is racist too. I mean, and, and I, I don't want to put the R word out out there for sports viewers. I mean, there's some sports people out there that are still watching the game because they love it. But I mean, you talk about the Washington football team and. How they're treating Dwayne, uh, Dwayne Haskins and Benchigum and starting Kyle Allen. I mean, you know, and if you recall, Dylan, you remember Donovan McNabb's era when he left the Philadelphia Eagles and went to the Washington football team under um, coach Mike Shanahan. And when the Donovan wasn't performing very well, they, they look at what Washington Redskins did. There were the Redskins back then. They benched Donovan McNabb. I mean, I don't know what's going on with that organization. It, it kind of raises eyebrows to me. But what's your thoughts on it? Yeah, from what I read, Dwayne Haskins' personality has been going over. The last report I saw was apparently Dwayne Haskins was irritating his teammates because he was gloating that he threw for over 300 yards against the Ravens. So apparently that went the wrong way. Ron Rivera already had him on a short leash. Take another L. Um, yeah, I, I saw the reports that there this might be a court issue. That doesn't really make sense. Ron Rivera was Newton as his MVP and quarterback. I just don't think Ron Rivera wants Dwayne Haskins. The only one who wants him is the owner who's on the door, hopefully. Yeah, I just don't think he's the right guy for Rivera's offense. And Dylan, and uh, when you mentioned that, buddy. According to sources, Ron uh, Rivera did say that I'm not giving up on Dwayne, uh, Dwayne Haskins Jr. just yet. Yeah, that was, that was a lie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was a political answer. Yeah, get in front of a podium. Like, yeah, we yeah, benched him, but you know, I kind of like him still, I guess. Uh, it, it was, <laughs> that, that's, his, that's his quotes, though. That's his quotes coming in. Yeah, that, that was a, uh, a lie on his part. There's also side rumors that they're trying to chip him off as well. So I, I, I'm going to take that one. Yeah. Um, Dylan, let me ask you this, buddy. Um, again, uh, speaking of the Washington football team, it was great to see Alex Smith come back on the field. Standing ovation, much respect. I mean, what a history to come back from that injury and to get on the field. I mean, that was just goosebumps. Uh, to everybody that's watching sports at home or wherever you are across the world, uh, just seeing his remarkable story was phenomenal. Uh, but again, uh, uh, according to sources, uh, I think uh, he deserves comeback player of the year. But then you talk about another comeback player of the, re of the year, Ben Roethlisberger, and the hot red, uh, I mean, the Steelers right now, who are off to a 4 0 start after beating the Philadelphia Eagles 38 uh, 29 Sunday. Um, again, it's just a remarkable, you know, football by the, the Steelers organization, especially that defense. Kind of it, it, it looks scary, and especially when it goes to January football. You know, that team could uh, make a run for a championship. 
defense wins championship. The Steelers got one of the best. But yeah, we come back player of the year. I know a lot of people want to give it to Alex Smith. It's an amazing story. And if you want to give it based off of storylines, then you should just give it to him right now. If you want to give it to somebody that actually performed well after a season-ending injury, yeah, but it's big. That's literally your only option right now is Alex Smith, as I see it. So it depends on the voters what they're going to lean towards. Yeah, definitely. The McKenzie for three Josh Allen touchdown pass. Oh, so they just tied it up? 7 7. 7 7. Nice, nice. All right. Well, you know what? I'm going to get back to the regular scheduled program. Send me your links. I'll let the audience know. And stay tuned. All right, buddy. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Yeah, no problem. Anytime. Let me know. All right, buddy. See ya. All right. So we got ahead of ourselves. It's good time. We got uh we got through some of our NFL games. So we're gonna take a dip backwards as the Bills did tie it up seven seven. Uh, we'll take a dip backwards into the other sports. Uh, we we covered with Joey. Uh, the Lakers. They did get their fourth. Uh, LeBron James got his fourth championship, and he you know he also mentioned. You know, Anthony Davis got his first championship. Now that's amazing. And then also Dwight Howard gets his first championship. That dude deserves it so much. You know, you have on one side, Dwight Howard deserves his championship, his first. But then you got J.R. Smith who got another championship. (laughs) J.R. Smith is just kind of racking up championships by riding the coattails of uh, LeBron James somehow, some way. I don't even know why he got brought in. I would love to know how many minutes. J.R. Smith played in that championship. Um, But I I found this interesting. And this just shows. This is why the NBA did not have game five on Thursday. This is why they didn't want to compete with the NFL. This is what we have. The finals game six pulled 5.6 million eyeballs on Sunday. 5.6 million eyeballs for that finals game six. The Sunday night football game between the Seahawks and Vikings, 11.4 million. Almost double. So it pretty much, I think it is doubled. Yeah, that, that's over more than double of the eyeballs. We're just, just tuning to a Sunday night football game. Just Sunday night football. No championship, no playoff. Just not like no playoff implications. D- double of a game six for the NBA championship. So it just shows how dominant football is. And I don't know if it's because uh, basketball is falling off. I don't know if it's because, you know, people don't like watching the softer version. I know I don't, I don't care for basketball that much, but that's just me. I know it's just, it's just not my sport. I've never liked basketball. It's not because it's gotten so much softer or anything like that. I just, I guess it might be because it's, it's soft. Every time you drive in for a layup, if you get your pinky finger touched, you're, you know, you're getting a, you're getting a foul. So I don't understand that. Uh, let's see here. Uh, they just punted the ball. Seven seven. Titans had the ball. Uh, Jr. Smith. It's Jr. Smith didn't even play in Game Six. Dude, zero minutes. See, Jr. Smith is just riding the coattails here, man. Jr. Smith's just racking up free, free trophies. Um. Baseball, the Rays are up 2-0 on the series of the Astros. Uh, they got game three tonight at 840. They are favorites in that game. And then the Dodgers bullpen blew it for them in game one. Uh, it was tied 1-1, I believe, heading into the ninth inning. And then the bullpen gives up four runs in the top of the ninth to the Braves. So the Braves go up 1-0 in the series. Uh, I think actually game one's on right now. So let's move from football real quick. Let's turn in to baseball. And right now, the Braves are up 2-0 on the Dodgers. Clayton Kershaw, a late scratch from this game with back spasms. Um, Yeah, so jumping the gun on that one a little bit. But when is the last time, if ever, have you ever sat down and told yourself, 
Clayton Kershaw is a clutch playoff pitcher. Think about that. When's the last time you told yourself that? Never once, right? Never once in your life have you sat down and been like, yeah, one of the most clutch postseason pitchers is Clayton Kershaw. Normally, when you have that conversation with yourself, it goes the other direction. Man, Clayton Kershaw, horrible in the playoffs. He can do whatever he wants in the regular season. He dominates in the regular season when healthy. Postseason? It just falls apart for him. Um, but yeah, it, back spasms, scratch from game two. So now the Braves are kind of just racking up runs against whoever the heck's pitching for the Dodgers tonight. They're probably, I would imagine they're doing like a bullpen rotation for the entire game, which is not a good thing, as we have just discussed. Uh, let's see here. That's all I have for other news, uh, other sports. So we can go into some NFL news and we can go to the whiteboard. The almighty whiteboard. Let's see here. I forgot to post this picture before the game. Here we go. Both Durf and I went nine and four so far, and we both have the Bills. So this isn't going to change too much. I'm still one game up on Durf for the season. Our off the field MVP we'll get to in a minute, Arthur Blank. And then that's our uh, our quote of the day. Just a couple of hairy Americans running around making a podcast <laughs> that's from baker mayfield in case anybody in case anybody didn't know so that's our whiteboard for the day still got that game on him yeah um first piece of nfl news covid obviously covid so the whole reason we're playing a tuesday night game is because the titans had covid uh, i have a fun little uh, picture here these are the impacts that covid has had on the nfl Oh, boy. The Week 5 Denver Broncos and Patriots game, um, that's kind of what started all of this. That's been pushed to Week 6 Sunday at 1 p.m. Then the Chiefs at the Bills, due to the fact that the game is tonight, has been pushed to Monday. We discussed that a little bit earlier with uh, Joey. The Jets at the Dolphins moved from Week 10 to Week 6. So that's happening next week now at 4 the Jets at the Chargers is getting moved from week 6 to week 11 on Sunday, a 4 p.m. game. The Jaguars at the Chargers, that's going to move from week 8 to week 7. Uh, the Chargers at the Broncos is getting moved from week 11 to week 8. The Chargers at the Dolphins is being moved from week 7 to week 10. And then the Dolphins at the Broncos is getting moved from week 6 to week 11. In case you were able to catch all that and memorize it for some reason, you know, God bless you. But I had to save that picture because I can't keep track of this stuff. I'll tell you right now, I'm not keeping track of this. <laughs> I'm just straight up not keeping track of this. I will play this week by week. We'll get to week six and I'll be like, all right, here's the games. I don't care if there's a game on the schedule because of COVID. I can't keep track of this. No one has time for that. Even the people at ESPN probably can't even keep track of it. If you're going to get to week six and you'll be like, all right, here's the Patriots Broncos game. Oh, that's here because of COVID. Like, you're not going to say that. You're just be like, all right, here's the Patriots Broncos. Let's play football. So that's kind of where we're at. Speaking of more of COVID, the Saints have looked into playing home games at LSU's stadium. Because the mayor of Saint uh, of New Orleans has basically just shut down New Orleans. It's just everything shut down right now. So they're not, they're virtually they're not going to have fans. It's a closed roof stadium, and the mayor came out saying most closed roof stadiums are not going to have fans in the NFL ever. Like again, apparently, I'm like, never going to have fans again, at least for this season. So the Saints want fans for their games. So they're plan they're at least discussing with the LSU Tigers to possibly play home games there so they can have some fans. So that's something to keep an eye on. I find that interesting. Uh I don't know what the locker room situation would be like. I know, but I know LSU has a very nice locker room. They just got done revamping that. It they're a they're an SEC, SEC team that has a lot of money. I think their locker rooms are gonna be good. Uh, and then last but uh, not least here, the Falcons finally did it folks it's over 
Falcons fans, you can breathe. They have finally fired Dan Quinn and their GM, Thomas Dimitrov, after their 0-5 start. Owner Arthur Blank has also come forward and said he is not committed to Matt Ryan as the future of that team. No kidding, because Matt Ryan doesn't have a future. The dude's like 40-something. He's like maybe 38, 39, 40. He's old. I was shocked personally when the Falcons did not draft a, draft a quarterback in this past draft. I could have swore that was coming. Round one, round two, at least. some. I was shocked that they went quarterbackless in this draft. I don't know who their backup is. I know they don't have one. If Matt Ryan goes down, like, yep, put in. I, I don't even. I, anyone watching this right now, if you know without Googling who the Falcons' backup quarterback is, is it Schaub still? Who knows who it is? Nobody knows. They don't have a future quarterback, though. Maybe this is their year. They're right there with the Jets and Giants at 0-5. Trevor Lawrence in Atlanta. Dun, dun, dun. Trevor Lawrence with Calvin Ridley. That'd be a heck of a future. Calvin Ridley is doing very good this season. But the defensive coordinator is now the interim head coach. He used to be the head coach of the Bucs. Uh, Cowboys season is out on a limb, says Brandon Combs from Triple Shot Sports. Uh, uh I think it was on a limb before Dak Prescott even got hurt. <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb and say their season was on a limb before he even got hurt. That defense led up 34 points to the Giants. They almost lost to the Giants. Some people just said, what if they lose to the Giants? Kind of like, you know, what if? And people go, ah, that's funny thought. Like, they're not going to lose to the Giants, though. And it almost happened. If it wasn't for Andy Dalton throwing a couple great balls to Michael Gallup, they might have at least went to overtime. Huh. Could you imagine what we'd be talking about sitting here today if you know Dak Prescott still gets hurt and then they lose that game? Oh, my God. We would be talking about Mike McCarthy wanting to get fired. They'd be thinking of getting rid of you know, Kellen Moore as the offensive coordinator. Be think- the things we'd be talking about, asinine. But they luckily were able to escape that. NFC East winner is going to be six and ten, and host a playoff game. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. I wouldn't be shocked if if an NFC East the, the whoever wins that division will have a losing record. Six and ten might be extreme. I guess I'd have to look at some look at some schedules. The Eagles are not going to win the division. The Washington football team is definitely not winning that division. Uh, the Cowboys have to win it because the Giants sure aren't. It has to be. Whatever the Cowboys record is going to be is going to be the winner of the NFC East, whether you like it or not. It could be 5-11. and 11. It could be whatever. No other team is going to. The Eagles played well against the Steelers. Maybe they figured it out. God, are we going to do this again? where it came down to like week 16 or 17 when the Eagles played the Cowboys. God, I really hope it doesn't come down to that. Do not count out Alex Smith. Anything's possible. Duke came back from 17 surgeries, almost lost his leg, almost lost his life. And he's out there playing football. And then and then Aaron Donald, three plays in Alex Smith being on the field, has the nerve to sack Alex Smith by jumping on his back. Not only does he sack him, this guy rides him like a pony. He puts his entire body on him. Aaron Donald is a massive human being, and he just jumps on his back. When he did that, I I thought, here he's going down, but Matt, his leg looks good. It looks like a seven-year-old drew on <laughs> it, his leg. You know, it, it's not straight. If you look at it really close, it's not the straightest a leg has ever been. But yeah, uh, Aaron Donald, if a guy's leg just got done being surgically repaired over the past two years, don't ride that guy like a pony. Just word to the wise. Um, So let's jump into our off the field MVP. As we mentioned before. 
off the field MVP is Arthur Blank. Arthur Blank, GM of the Falcons, just got done firing his head coach and his GM. But then he decided to turn around and be like, all right, that's a lot of bad news for Falcons fans. I'm going to do something nice for the community. So Arthur Blank and his family foundation uh, that encompasses each of his for-profit businesses announced their largest grant ever of $200 million to go to the children's health care, to go towards children's health care in Atlanta uh, at the Arthur M. Blank Hospital. So $200 million going towards child's health care. Um, that's great. It's amazing. Um, a lot of GMs do this around a league. It goes unnoticed. This is why we do our off-the-field stuff, uh, to let people know what th- people are doing around the league. Um, so that's really great. I hope we find more owners. doing. Owners are rich. I didn't know if you knew this. I didn't know if people knew this. Owners have a lot of money. They own a football team. Including basketball, they own bas- they own teams that normally takes like a billion plus dollars. So yeah, um, this was this was really great of Arthur Blank to do, and hopefully we get to hear more about his stuff like that. Uh, Aaron Donald has the same class as Sue, but since he's uh, better, nobody really talks about it. Um, I haven't really seen Aaron Donald, you know, curb stomp people like Nadamik and Sue. Um, I think Aaron Aaron Donald's definitely quieter. I don't know if he's is quite as dirty as Sue. And Sue's been quiet lately, too, down there in Tampa Bay. He ain't really doing much, both uh, dirty play-wise and just regular play-wise. He's just not doing very very good. At least Aaron Donald had three sacks on the day still, though. Aaron Donald's a monster. He's going to win defensive MVP again. God, that guy's a... Man, Aaron Donald, crazy. Um, let's see here. That's all we got for news and at the beginning of the show we covered a lot of uh of stuff here with joey we can go through the rest of these games real quick as well uh week five recap we had the thursday night game brandon combs is here for this the bucks at the bears and the bears won for some reason i took the bucks because i'm an idiot and i thought the bucks were at home that was incorrect but the Bucks played a terrible game. The Bucks were sloppy. Um, they had, let's see, 11 penalties for 109 yards. Wide receivers were all over the place, but that's mostly because of injury. They had practice squad guys out there on the field. Chris Godwin was out. OJ Howard's out. Mike Evans was limping around. So they had a bunch. Scotty Miller was out. So yeah, that offense was in shambles. And the Bears didn't play that good either. Let's all be fair here. Let's all be fair. Duh, Bears, says Brandon. You know, that they're 4-1. and one. I don't know if it's a fake 4-1, and one, but they've had some comeback wins. Now they've beaten the Bucs. Uh, they have said turnovers, bad offensive line play, and then Tom Brady forgot what down it was at the end of the game. <laughs> He's sitting out there. I, w- I, I kind of felt like he forgot what down it was when he threw that pass. It was fourth down, and he throws a pass kind of near the, the line to gain, and it was to a, his backup tight end that was very well covered. I feel like he threw that just to get to the next down. Like, ah, this one's a busted play. I'm just going to see if my guy can make a play, that if not, whatever, we'll go to fourth down. That, I, that was what I thought in the moment, and then he's sitting there with the fingers three four uh, uh. so you know bdn gets the better of tb12 again that's that's my storyline it's no super bowl but still big d nick gets the better again uh let's see here brand yeah, brandon said beginning of the season 11 and 5 prediction I, I gotta ask you brandon how big of a loss is uh tariq cohen though is that like a big loss for that team i need to because uh, I had him on my fantasy team. He wasn't doing much anyways. And then a win's a win. Four and one's all that matters. Pretty or not. Amen. Because the Seahawks are five and oh, and none of those wins have been pretty. Tell you about that. Um, we talked about the Battle of Pennsylvania. Just a touch with Big Ben having a pretty good season on offense. Coming back from that season injuring uh, basically Tommy John surgery, when you think about it. Battle of Pennsylvania. Man. Chase Claypool, sir. 
seven catches, 110 yards, four touchdowns, and they get the better of the Eagles. And Travis Fulgham, Fulgham, uh, yeah, whoever that is, he had 10 catches for 152 yards and a touchdown. But Carson Wentz sends two more INTs to the wrong team there. And uh, he has nine interceptions on the season. I think the next closest guy has six or seven. So he's just on an island. He's just Carson Wentz is not the answer for this team. And Jalen Hurts came in for a play for the Eagles, threw a nice 18-yard pass to uh, right down the gut. It was a great pass. I don't know why you don't want to see what you have in Jalen Hurts. Your team is not good this year. It's just a fact. So I don't understand what we're waiting for with the Eagles uh, to just see what you got, what you got. At least split split the snaps. Do something. Um, Brandon Cohen's it, apparently Terry Cohen is not a huge loss. They don't use him well, anyways. But if they used him well, maybe that's you know if they figure out how to use him, I think he's a great talent. At least he was. He kind of reminds me of Duke Johnson. You know, he was with the Browns, but the Browns didn't know how to use him properly once they started moving their head coaches around. And now they got him in uh, Houston, and they're not using him to his pass catching abilities. I feel like he's just getting older, though. He's not as quick as he used to be. I feel like Tariq Cohen could still be like that. But, ah, that's unfortunate. It's unfortunate to hear. The Panthers beat the Falcons. Uh, so, uh, you know, Falcons, obviously, 0-5. Dan Quinn fired. GM fired. Um, but this is this is a storyline to follow, folks. They just gave Christian McCaffrey a huge deal. A huge deal. Uh, five, what, five years, something nuts. I don't even remember. Highest for a running back ever. But with him out, it just looks like the playbook got opened for Teddy Bridgewater. Well, we don't have Christian McCaffrey, so we got to do something. Here's the playbook, Teddy, go for it. And they are cruising right now. Teddy Bridgewater is looking like the quarterback that I think everyone, at least all the NFL fans, thought he'd be. He played. He went five and zero with the Saints, and now here he is. He's taking these Falcons or these Panthers to wherever they want to go because. We got a three-way tie in the NFC South at three and two. The Panthers, the Saints, and the Bucks. That division is not as hard as we thought it was going to be. We thought this division was going to be, you know, the winner's going to be 14 and two or something crazy. So the Panthers are in this race right now, and Matt Rule is off to a hot start. I'm concerned when Christian McCaffrey comes back. What happens when he comes back? Are they going to have to feed him the ball again and then everything goes to crap? Are they going to have to give him his 30 touches, 40 touches? I hope they don't, but you paid him, so you have to get your use out of him. They're in a pickle right now. And folks, this is why you don't give running backs that second contract. If you ever become a GM, this is why you don't give running backs a second contract, especially that big of one. The Raiders beat the Chiefs snapping a 13-game winning streak by the Chiefs that they had going, including the playoffs last year. They were just rolling, and then they struggle against the Chargers, and then they actually lose to the Raiders. The only impressive game the Chiefs have had this year was against the Ravens. They just did whatever they wanted against the Ravens. But ever, with the exception of that game, they've kind of, you know, Patrick Mahomes looked flustered against the Raiders. Now, I don't know who's on the Raiders' defense that could make you really flustered. I know they have, what, that Colin Farrell guy that they drafted two years ago. I don't know how much of an impact he's making on defense these days. But Derek Carr and Josh Jacobs played amazing with two touchdowns apiece. Uh, The deep ball went down there to Henry Ruggs, two catches for over 100 yards. Henry Ruggs has speed, like Tyreek Hill speed. I'd love to see them two race, but they both race to the end of this game and the Raiders come out on top 40 to 32. And I, I, I don't know what to make of the Raiders because when we, when they beat the saints, we were posed with the question, are you buying the Raiders? And then they go and lose the bills, but then they come out and beat the chiefs in Kansas city. I don't know what to make of them. I'm still waiting I don't want to put stock into something that I don't know what the result's going to be. I want to buy them. I really want to be like, here's my money, take it. 
man, it, it's hard with these ups and downs. The Bills are a great team. It's not like they lost to a like a crappy team. It's not like they went to Washington and lost to them. So very impressive win though from over the Chiefs. And I think that's their they snapped, I think, a six or seven game losing streak in Kansas City. The Raiders did. The Cardinals beat the Jets. Yo! Beer's in the chat from Strikeout Beer. That's what Rapid Dave says when he's doing his streams. Beer's in the chat. <laughs> Make sure everyone's following Strikeout Beer and Rapid Dave streams and part-time nerd. They got great content all around over there. Beer's in the chat. Cardinals beat the Jets 30-10. to 10, Not much there. The Rams beat Washington 30-10. to 10, Not much there except Alex Smith. It came back and played. We talked about that earlier in the show with Joey. Aaron Donald rode him like a piggy. Took a piggyback ride on Alex Smith's back. That was terrible. The Bengals lost to the Ravens 27-3. Now, this is deceptive. You know, the, the Ravens' defense played very good, obviously. The Bengals had nothing going. They were almost shut out. Last second field goal made it so they weren't shut out, at least. But Lamar Jackson did not have a good day. Now, let me be clear. He won. <laughs> I think he had two touchdowns, one interception. That Bengals defense dropped potentially three interceptions. And just so everyone knows, the Tennessee Titans are up 14-7 on the Bills right now. Josh Allen just got sacked for a 10-yard loss. Derrick Henry has six carries for six yards, but a touchdown. So he's not doing very good. Run defense is very strong, but the passing defense, four of six, 63 yards, and a touchdown for Ryan Tannehill right now. Um, Yeah, the Bengals' defense dropped maybe three interceptions, and it just brings into more question about Lamar Jackson's accuracy and his potential as a passer. I cannot get it out of my head, the fact that he's had games where he throws five touchdown passes, but that's just not Lamar Jackson. It's not who he is. Mike Reeves from Twist. Sports talk, the weekend sports talk. What's going on, man? I haven't talked to you guys in forever, the Twist Boys. Welcome to the show. Watching some football here. Talking some football or watching and talking football at the same time. Uh, Yeah, so the Ravens, if they did not have the easiest schedule in the NFL for the past two years, who knows where they'd be? If they're sitting over here having to play this, like, actually good teams with good defenses constantly like they did against the Chiefs. If that's the Lamar Jackson we saw week in and week out, we would not be praising this guy the way we do. But we do praise him because he's running all over defenses like the Bengals. Because that's that's what they get week in and week out is these crazy bad teams. Um, So keep an eye on Lamar Jackson. The Jaguars lost to the Texans. You know, Romeo Cornell. He got his first win as the interim head coach with the Texans this year. Uh, Gardner Minshew didn't play bad, but he had two fumbles and one that very costly there in the fourth quarter that pretty much, you know, turned into a touchdown and that was the end of the game. The Dolphins absolutely destroyed the 49ers. Bad, very bad. 43 to 17. Jimmy G was benched, two interceptions. Uh, so he was benched at halftime. CJ Bethard came in, did not do much better. Uh, he threw a touchdown at least. The Fitz Magic three touchdowns. Gasecki or uh, Gaskin had a touchdown run. Nothing went well for the 49ers this day. You, there's not there's nothing positive you can say about this football game that the 49ers put up. Nothing, zero things. They just watch the tape. They take it home. They watch the tape and they go, "These are the things that we need to fix," which is everything. But yeah, that was very. Very concerning. Yes, you have a lot of injuries for the 49ers. Jimmy G had his ankle injury. Maybe the ankle's still bothering him. Maybe. But they, no one looked good on that team. I would be concerned as a Niners fan. The Colts at the Browns. The Browns actually win 32-23. I still find it funny that people thought Phillip Rivers was the answer for the Colts. The, the Colts go and get Phil Rivers, and they're like, Super Bowl. It, it's over. So, Super Bowl. So we got Phil Rivers. Phil Rivers is not a good quarterback. He threw two interceptions, no touchdowns. 
They gave up 32 points on defense. You know, the Colts had a number one defense because their first four opponents were the Jaguars, the Vikings, the Jets, and the Bears. It, it's pretty easy to get the number one defense when you play JV teams. Granted, the Bears, you know, the Vikings had a very bad start. Uh, they're still, they're one and four. The Bears, you know, they're still, they're coming into it. But, you know, they, they did play the Bears very hard. And then they play a real team. You know, the Browns are throttling people this year. And, uh, yeah, no Nick Chubb, and they still give up 32 points. They did grab two interceptions off of Baker Mayfield, but I just don't understand the hype for the Colts. I never have. It happened all offseason. They get Phillip Rivers. He's Phillip Rivers is the ultimate stat patter. He's played forever, and he gets a bunch of, a bunch of stats, throws for a lot of touchdowns, threw for a lot of yards. But what's his playoff record? He's a losing play- playoff record. He has no Super Bowls. What do you want? For it? I don't understand the, the hype around the Colts this season. And maybe I'll end up being the idiot. Maybe they'll make it to the playoffs, go on a run. Phillip Rivers gets his first Super Bowl win, and I'll look like an idiot. I don't see it. I've never seen it out of Phillip Rivers. Jonathan Taylor didn't even play that well, so the offensive line was struggling. And that, that's against the Browns. You know, Miles Garrett and other people on that defense, which is tough. <clears throat> the Giants and the Cowboys, we talked about in depth with Joey at the beginning of the show. Um, yeah, Andy Dalton takes over, throws a nice couple of passes down there to Michael Gallup, and they kick a game winning field goal. Still a lot of questions to be answered for that defense for the Cowboys, getting up 34 points to the Giants. Yeah, not good. Uh, the Bills kicked a field goal, so now it's 14 10 Tennessee. Well, we talked about the Seahawks, uh, the Vikings at the Seahawks in depth. Russell Wilson goes on that 94-yard touchdown drive to win it in the rain, uh, throws that game-winning touchdown pass to DK Metcalf. And people are just talking about it, you know. It's like the next Montana Rice. <laughs> it's a it's a stretch, but it, it they're just amazing. Uh, but Russell Wilson struggled most of that game. I, I was talking to Joey, and all the Vikings had to do was run two safeties up high, and they didn't know what to do. And this was one of those games where I kind of expected the Seahawks to run it more, but they never changed gears. And this is where this think the Seahawks have always had an issue because now they get stuck in the, they get stuck with whatever their game plan is. We're going to throw the ball all over these young Vikings corners while well, they're playing two safeties up high, but we're still going to try and throw it deep, change the game plan. They only got seven, six, seven in the box, run the ball seven. So run the ball, but they only ran it 17 times through at 41. I don't know. Big, a lot of question marks uh, with the Seahawks offense still, uh, but the defense, not that great. They, they were able to hold up at certain points when they needed to hold up, especially on that fourth and inches when the Vikings decided to go for it instead of kicking the field goal to make it an eight point game. <laughs> Bad call. Uh, Mike Zimmer said he would do it again. Don't know why, but he would. The Chargers at the Saints overtime win for the saints 30 to 27 after uh chargers kicker there missed a couple missed a couple kicks michael bagley missed the field goal 50 yard field goal i think to win it at the end of the game and then he also mixed an extra point at some point in there which could have been the difference maker the saints would have had to go for two at some point yeah not great Uh, so i'm pretty sure he got the crap beat out of him at the end of that game but Justin Herbert, first rookie quarterback to ever throw for four touchdowns at a Monday night football game. He's playing great. And I was talking about it with Joey. Everything goes back to <laughs> we, jumped, we jumped the gun a lot with Joey. Packers had a bye week. They won. They won the bye week. And the Braves look unstoppable, says strikeout here. Can't wait to see them next week. Uh, let's go and check because the four, it's 14-10 Tennessee over the Bills right now. We'll check Major League Baseball. The Braves are up 4 nothing right now. Top of the fifth. Let's see here. Freddie Freeman homered. And then he reached on infield single, which scored patchy. Yeah, they're rolling right now. I think they've won six straight. Six straight games this postseason for the Braves. So they're rolling right now for sure. Man, Braves Rays. Braves Rays. What kind of World Series would that be? That would be weird. Uh, 
Yeah, no interceptions. Justin Herbert played lights out, but the kicker did not, so they lost that game. And that's all I got for you tonight. Without, with a dirtless show, we had Joey on. Uh, if you want to learn more about Joey and his podcast and his pages, I'll post those um, on on and off the field on our page just to give, show him some love. So make sure you're following us on social media. Make sure you're flossing, folks. Make sure you're flossing. Follow, like, observe, subscribe, and share everything on and off the field related. Make sure the floss, that's my funny little acronym that I came up with. I'm down with it. Don't want Houston and their fans back up. Can you imagine how un, like how terrible that would be? Let's say Houston win. Let's just for fun, let's say the Houston Astros won the World Series. Their fans and the team itself would be insufferable. Look at that. We don't even need to cheat the win. We still did it. But you still cheated. You still cheated. Your World Series was a was a fraud. You're frauds. Like, I don't, it doesn't matter. You still cheated. Stupid Houston. We have a new sign-off that we're going to give a try here. Um, not, it would work better with Durf. So maybe we'll save it. We'll save we'll save the new sign off, uh, the new tagline for when Durf is here. So stay tuned for Thursday for the new sign off. But for now, we'll just let you know a little a little uplifter. Just make sure you're not in Xavier Woods. Always give a hundred percent.